Welcome to a Better Way to Heal podcast. I am your host, Dr. Rachel Gregg. Each episode, I will be bringing you powerful interviews or solo episodes to help take your life, health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. Get ready to step outside your comfort zone and find the beauty that awaits on the other side. If you are ready to start your journey to the best version of you, let's get started. This episode was sponsored by Audible. I love to use Audible to get in my daily personal development, learn new health and wellness tips that include ways to strengthen my body from the inside out building my mindset muscle, improving my stress resilience, and continuing to learn even more about gut health and the microbiome. Audible is my opportunity to listen to positivity and growth, leaving behind the stresses of the world. Just use the code Dr. Dr. Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Greg, G-R-E-G-G, dash, two zero today to get started. On your Audible subscription, you won't be sorry that you did. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to A Better Way to Heal. I am here with my good friend, Shanna Hess. How are you today? Doing well. Sweating a little. It's a little hot over here in Pennsylvania, so. Yes, I know. (laughs) Summer is there. So I just want to do a quick little intro on my girl, and then you get to hear all the amazing things that she has to say. I'm so excited to have you here today. So Shanna is a speech-language pathologist and a health coach focusing on helping stressed-out women learn to love themselves so they can find personal freedom. This other piece I truly love because I love kombucha. She runs a (laughs) small kombucha business called My Sister's Kombucha, and you live in rural... Pennsylvania in a super small town, Benton, which I need to come visit. Even though I'm in Texas, when I'm in New York this summer, I'll come and visit you. Um, and she's a mom of three and a wife. Um, so in a self-proclaimed gut um, health nut as well. <laughs> the gut too. You're, so what else do my peeps need to know about you, Ms. Shanna? Oh, geez. I, I don't, I don't even know where to start, right? You talk about all those pieces and you're like, oh, your journey and your path has led you to where you are today. And, and you know, they say like, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, here I am, I'm 38 years old and I don't know what I want to do. You know what I mean? I, yeah. it's like, there's so many options that you can do and you don't want to step away from any of them. It's just so amazing about, you know, you, you get into one journey and it leads you to the next and just opens new doors. So I just keep opening the doors and that's how I run my life. I just, I love it. 100%. So yeah. what, what area of health and wellness do you feel most passionate about currently? Most passionate about definitely speaking to women and their confidence and kind of getting more of their hormones balanced so that they can really step into who they really are and live a life of purpose. So I know for me, if I go way back, I can remember being a college student walking through campus and even in high school, I mean, it goes way back, you know, to where like, I would just look at my feet and I didn't want to look up. I didn't want anyone looking at me, just very self-conscious and 
and worried about things that, you know, in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, why was I worried? You know, no one cares. Like, what is the statistic? I think someone, when they think about your name, they think about you for two to five seconds and then they forget about it. It's just like a fleeting thought. Yeah. So these people walking are probably never going to see me again or even remember that I walked by them. So, you know, going through things in life, it's like, oh my gosh, if I could empower women. And now my, my oldest is going to be 13. So I think, how can I empower her as well? You know, to, to lead, to be that confident person and to know it's okay to be a confident female and powerful and move forward and go for what you want. So that's probably what led me to part of my path of where I was or I, I am today is just making sure that women know that, um, you know, you are amazing and that, that there are many things that you bring to the table every single day that you probably most likely take for granted and you're not giving yourself enough credit for. That's so awesome. Cause I kind of was leading into my next question is what significant event in your life kind of changed you know, where you were headed. So you kind of answered that, but I don't know, is that the most significant or do you have? Well, that's definitely one of them. But I think after, after motherhood hit me, I remember, um, I used to go, I call her a health nut lady and not in a good way, but in a way that she scared me to where like, you know, she was very holistic and naturalistic and she's really big into the energy and I believe in all that stuff, but she scared me so badly to where I could only eat organic. I can only eat fruits and vegetables, heavy on the, you know, the vegetables and don't eat this, don't eat. She said all these things that I cannot do. And so I'm like reading labels and I developed something that I didn't know there wasn't even a name for it until I went for my health coaching certificate, um, orthorexia nervosa. I didn't know that it existed. And so I was, you know, constantly checking labels and really worried about the consumption of what I was eating. And at the time, all three kids were little, um, you know, we're spending all our money in every which way. And so I would make sure that my family was fed and my husband included, but I wasn't feeding myself as well. And, um, so I, I naturally, I weigh about 115 and I was down to like 99 pounds and on my small, almost five foot four frame, that's a large amount of weight not to have on your body. So 15 pounds lower. And every day I would walk down the steps and I would just be bawling because I'm working, you know, um, with three kids. And my husband would just say to me, this is just because you're working. Right. And I would say, yes. But in the meantime, I have no energy because I'm not eating like at all, hardly. And not that I didn't want to eat, but it was just like, let me feed everyone else first. Mom's coming last type of thing. So um, he looked at me in the eye one day and he said, you have to eat. Like, we need you. You have to eat. And, I, and like, that just snapped me right out of it. So for me, that was big because I didn't even know that that existed. Everyone well, talks what about that. What is that? that? Yeah. What is that condition? What yeah, is that? So, I had only heard of um, anorexia, right? Where people are throwing up or they're not eating. So I had orthorexia nervosa is a condition where you're constantly checking labels. You're worried about the nutritional value of literally everything that you put in your body. Um, And I didn't even know I was doing it until my husband was like, hey, (laughs) like get out of this. You got to stop. You have to eat. He said, you must eat. And I was like, oh my gosh. It was like, I literally was the weirdest moment in my life. Like I literally stepped out of my body and looked down on myself and saw, wow, you are really not taking care of yourself. You have to be there for your family. This is what you've always wanted and you're walking away from it. Mm. So that's what orthorexia nervosa is just watching. And it's not even counting calories. It's just a label thing. You know, it's exactly consuming specific things and there's different forms of it as well, but that's the one that I suffered for, wow. from 
So it's pretty much just very restrictive eating and you almost become so obsessed that you just feel like there's nothing I can eat because it's not healthy yep. enough or wow. Yep. Okay. That, yeah. I don't, there may be people out there listening that are like, Oh, I, yeah, same thing. I didn't put a term to it, but it, it is a huge piece. I mean, I know for myself, I was just very restrictive with, I would eat certain things and right. whether they were really good for me or not, I just knew like, Oh, that's how I keep my weight where I'm at. That's I can run, you know, run X number of miles. I had everything calculated. So right. I don't know what that's called other than a control. <laughs> um, so what are you currently working on? Um, so you have, so let me backtrack. So you work in the schools, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So you see the kiddos. So how is that? I want to go into that just a little bit and like, what yep. do you see with the kids these days as far as nutrition and health and health? So I, I see like all different sides of like, you know, being a speech therapist and setting, see, I mean, teachers see this as well, you know, any special ed teacher or regular ed teacher, when you sit in a meeting with parents and you know, the big, the big one is always hyperness, can't focus, lack of attention, those types of things. And we really have our hands tied. Um, you, we're not allowed to say really much about the doctors. We're not allowed to say much about nutrition and not that we're not, but the minute that you suggest or you recommend something, then we are liable for payment type of thing. Do you know what I mean? So we can, we can suggest in a roundabout way, but that's what keeps us stuck. Um, and the traditional route we know is to white coat it. You know, you might want to talk to your doctor about this and, um, and I think that's just so frustrating to know that there are other options. You know, let's look at the root cause of this. Um, and let's, let's really target that digestion piece, the sleep piece. Um, you know, what time are they going to bed? Because I know we, we like to treat one thing, but we're not looking at the child as a whole. What time are they going to bed? What is their nutritional consumption? What is their gaming consumption? How much screen time do they have? You know, are they putting the blue screens away an hour before they're going to bed? All these pieces that are, a collective whole for a child, but we can't talk about all that stuff. We can, but, but we're not in control of any of those pieces. So that makes it hard to be in the school. And I see what they eat for their lunches now. Mm. My kids all pack. So breakfast, like I have breakfast duty sometimes, right? It's like a pancake that has syrup already in it, in a plastic container. You can't tell me that's good. I've picked up those milk cartons before. They all have sugar in them. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's tough because the kids who are getting that nutrition usually have a free and reduced lunch. These students are the ones who need the most amount of nutrition because they're coming from a family that typically cannot afford or can't put meals on the table, you know, that they need. So they're relying on these, this breakfast and that lunch that they have. Mm. And so knowing that these kids are not getting the support that they need and that my hands are tied, it's really frustrating to kind of see and to watch like honey buns are not breakfast. They're not lunch. Neither is a donut. I mean, so that's the frustrating yeah. part about being in all these meetings and here is what we're feeding your kid or your student. So that's really frustrating. Yeah. Cause you're, you're wondering why these kids and it ties back into like, you're wondering why these kids have attention issues, focus mm -hmm. issues, like, give them sugar, give them some more sugar, give them some yeah. more. And then we expect them to sit down in a chair and focus. And I think this is a huge piece for so many parents and they're frustrated and, you know, that's, and teachers too. I mean, that makes your job that much harder when you're trying to Absolutely. educate them 
And when ketchup is considered a vegetable, yeah. I always, <laughs> tomatoes aren't even a vegetable. So I just, yes. I'm like, I don't understand. So yeah, it's kind of mind blowing. I could not agree with you more. Absolutely. I give you so much credit for being in the school system. So <laughs> with that piece, the kids, with that piece for yourself, with your, your own eating disorder, eating issue, what did that lead, what did that lead to for you? Like, was that your, your fire that kind of drove you to what you're doing now? Yes. I mean, absolutely. You know, there's different pieces in my life where I look back and, um, I kind of think, wow, you know, if I could, if I would have just known or someone would have just talked to me about it, or I understood what confidence was to stand my grounds. I don't know what that would have looked like. I mean, everyone has their own journey and this just happens to be mine, but um, you know, there's, there's so many things looking back that I'm just kind of like, oh, this built me into who I am today. So, so the journey I'm moving forward with is, is really just empowering women to be their best selves, the best version that they can possibly be. I love to kind of like pump women up, you know what I mean? And, and give them like, almost like that pep talk, but I want you to take some action. Like, don't just listen to me. You know what I mean? I want you to listen and I want you to take action on your life. Otherwise, what do we call that? Just entertainment, right? We've heard that yes. before. <laughs> yeah. So don't listen for your entertainment, listen for your growth. So that's just so important and really gotten to gut health. That's the big thing. Um, you know, my grandmother studied nutrition since the seventies. I talk about her quite often when I am talking and she's always said that, um, you have to treat the gut first and that all disease and sickness starts and begins in the gut inflammation, swelling, digestion, sleep, brain fog, memory issues. I mean, you, you, you name it. Um, and that's what it helps with. So I really got into it, into it really deep, um, last year in April when I was introduced to something new and I was like, Oh, bring this to me. We call it the magic three. Mm -hmm. So, um, so after that, I've just been sharing this with everyone that I know. So that for me has been huge to kind of really treat it, uh, systemically as a whole and outside of my job, I'm free to talk about sleep and digestion and stress resiliency, which is something that I needed. I think all women need stress resiliency. How do you get through a situation and stay calm and see the big picture instead of just be in that moment. So that's kind of led me to where I was. And somewhere in between all of that story, I went back my health coaching certificate, which gave me a completely different perspective on life. So that's probably where I started to be like, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can share my passion. Um, you know what I mean? Just, just to help other people on their journey. Um, and so you that, found that's a solution. You know, you found a solution. I, I keep hearing this, especially lately, we spend so much time time focusing on the problem, which, okay, it's good to recognize it. That's like the first step, yeah. but what are you going to do to solve it? Yeah. And it sounds like you have found a missing piece for your business. Like I know we're in, we're in the same company together. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, it was a missing link. Like how do I talk for to sure. you about gut health, which is the problem. But then I'm like, but I don't have the, a good enough solution to give you right now but now I do. And that's just so exciting to be able to help people with their sleep, their stress. When it's packaged so nicely that you don't have to think about what you're doing. I mean, before I was like, take this, take this, take this. I mean, I was all over the place. You know what I mean? I know this is going to help with this, but, but now we've got this nice package. You can just say, Hey, this is what I'm going to recommend for you to start. And then we've got some other things that you can add on to help with your specific um, you know, issues that is going on. So, so it's a no brainer for me to, to get into it. It's what I've known forever. And when I heard that it even existed, I was like, yes, please let me help people 
through the use of um, of our magic three and 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 really surround them with with who I am, um, just yeah. trying to you know raise women up. And you do, oh my god, girl, your energy is amazing. Like when you talk about mindset, gut health, um, so many things, and. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do a really good job of slowing my rate of speech because when I get excited, I talk really fast and then I get cold and shiver. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you're recognizing that, right? And I do the same thing. It's like, whoa, I went so fast and now I'm having like these hot flashes. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, so when you think about, because it's huge right now, we're in the year 2020 and we all know what that means. Um, what are you finding? Are you finding mental health or physical health or both? Like what one are you finding to be the most beneficial to focus on for better outcomes? You know, I think for me personally, and this might be different for everyone in my earlier years, cause I was an athlete. All I did was focus on that physical piece and I never worried about the mental piece. I never thought about it. Like I thought about metacognition. I thought about thinking, um, and I feel like I did have a really good perspective, but I definitely was not in tune with my whole mental piece about how I was talking to myself, how I was treating myself. I didn't think as much about foods as I do now. Um, very specific supplementation that I know now is, is really getting me to my 10. I mean, I, I think I was probably a seven before. So I definitely think it's a mix of the physical and the mental, but I think the mental piece is being overlooked. And I think that they have separated them so much that they need to mesh the two. So like physical and mental definitely go together. And I don't know how you honestly separate the both of them, because I think for you to be at your 10, you've got to have that physical part and you have to have that mental part. So there might be a strength or a weakness in one person um, rather than another. But at the end of the day, for some people, you have to get off the couch. How are you going to get off the couch if you don't have that mental fit? You know what I mean? That mental ability. So it's almost like that mental piece is a little bit higher because you've got to get yourself motivated enough to want it so that you can do those things you need to do to be at your best. So all the while, I think they kind of do definitely go together. I think that mental definitely is, is a notch above the physical because without getting your, your brain straight, you're not going to have the motivation to do those physical pieces. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to have to say the mental goes a little bit higher than physical, but at the end of the day, they go together and they should be balanced. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I, I could not agree more that the mental is definitely overlooked and we don't talk about it enough. And when we do talk about mental, I think people think severe anxiety, severe depression, you know, which you're, you're really low. Um, and that's not what it's all about. I don't think I was severely depressed or any of those things. You know, I think I was at a seven, but I was definitely missing a piece yeah. with the mental wellness perspective or continuum. And um, what I found is that, you know, through, through focusing on the gut, and uh, I've just raised higher and I, I couldn't be happier because it's definitely got me where I am today. I remember standing in the kitchen and I think I've told you this before, but I remember standing in my kitchen and all of a sudden I stood there because I live in my kitchen, you know, three kids, I love to cook, all those types of things. And I thought, actually, even my computer is there. It's like my office is in the kitchen too. And I, and I just said, I, I said it out loud. I go, holy shit. I'm like, this is what it feels like to feel really good because you can handle everything. You know, I'm stress resilient. You know what I mean? So like I've learned to focus on one thing and then the next thing, instead of doing five things at one time and getting nothing done. Yeah. So yeah. it's been just an amazing journey. And that's really been the key that has set me over the edge to get me to where I want to go to be at my best. 
Yeah. And I know exactly what you mean. I mean, being an athlete too, it's, I wish I had this piece back then because I used to get so much anxiety before a race or an event. And I'm like, if I could just channel this in in the right way, like push me forward, you know, like make me run faster. So, and in life now, it's just like, it's stress is going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's how we react to it. That's yes. the, the game changer for me. Yes. Um, so with the people that you work with and the people that you know, like, what do you think like those high, high performing, like one percenters, like what are they doing differently from everyone else that's leading to success, whether in business and just in life in general? <laughs> So here's my answer. It's a short one, but it's that they've decided. And I think like you're presenting with all this information, but they've decided, right? Mm. And their motivation is at an all-time high and they're treating themselves how they need to treat themselves to get there. So they put all the pieces together, the mental, the physical, you know, they're on that continuum. And I truly believe that if you are that 1% and they're reaching those goals that are like extremely high, they've got it all together and they found that missing link and they found the key of how to keep that balanced, but yet how to move forward to get even, even higher at a higher level. And that's just meant being mentally aware. Absolutely. Mentally tough, uh, resilient. I keep saying resilient because that's my story, but yeah. you, know, you have to be able to tell yourself that you can do it and then push yourself to that next level. Yeah. I love that. Well, first I want to, Thank you so much for being here. I have one more question, but also where, and I'll have you share this with me too, so I can put it on my show notes. Where can people find you on social media? And just like, cause you have some amazing, I love your lives. Like you get so <laughs> pumped up. It's so fun to watch. I do. I get a little excited. Oh, 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 I need to talk a little bit more about your kombucha company. So I want you to share. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we, yeah, so a couple of years ago, we started a kombucha business. Um, my girls loved it so much that I had to learn how to, how to make this stuff so that we had plenty of it, right? So my, my one daughter has a friend who and her mom owns a farmer's market and she wanted to sell kombucha down there. I'm like, kombucha's not like lemonade. You just can't go and sell it, you know? So we had to get the kitchen certified and all those things. So fast forward, um, we've been doing it for, I think we've been on the market market for two years now. So we do have a Facebook page called My Sister's Kombucha. Um, If you want to follow it, like it, you may. I actually did my very first online kombucha class, which um, you were a part of, which is awesome. My first thing was almost done. (laughs) Yay. Yes, I love it. I don't know. I get really excited about it. And and that has to do with gut health. So pretty much everything I have, everything I offer and do um, has something to do with gut health, with getting you know, raising your vibration, um, and getting you to your 10 or to, to your next level, which is the important part. Any step forward is a good part. So this year we're having, this is probably our biggest year we've ever had. Um, you know, we're selling a bunch of different places. So we're just excited to move forward with the kombucha business. So, um, you know, different types of probiotics and strains and stuff. So it's, it's just good stuff. We're excited. I love it. I love it. So to finish up now, cause I had to talk, it's, Oh, your kombucha is great. And I am so thankful that you showed me how to make my own I'm crossing my fingers. And mine turns out. I hope so too. Um, but what is, one of our friends asked this on a few of her videos and I kind of stolen it, but what is one thing that you know for sure? Our girl Shannon. One thing. One thing? 
or whatever. Okay, I got it. So I'll tell you the one thing I know for sure that I learned because we're all kind of on a journey, right? Well, I'm, I'm kind of started my spiritual, spiritual journey as well. Um, you know, I always went to church as a little kid, but my mom played the piano. So I was all the way in the back by myself with my brother. And so it just wasn't a really good comfy experience. You know, I was around all these adults I didn't know. So recently I've started picking up a Bible and doing some studies. Mm. And one of the things that I just sat in my bed and I literally was like streaming tears, um, was basically that you are put here for a purpose as yourself. No one else can fill your shoes but you. And so it is your, um, it is up to you to be the very best self you can be. You are not here. You are not made to be anyone else but you as the most individual that you are. And if you try to be something that you're not, it's going to be difficult to fulfill your purpose and your journey. And so just by coming and stepping into your own and being your very best self and you, your very best version is, is my number one thing. So yeah, because the minute you compare yourself, you know that that's just the root of all evil. So if you are just as loud as you are as being yourself, I think that is, is just all that you could ask for so that you can step into your purpose fully and just be comfortable in your own shoes. So that's my number one thing that I know for sure is that everyone just can be themselves and be the very best version because your journey, it might be exactly what someone else needs to hear. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just be you. And usually I end all of my lives with, um, you know, know that you're loved because, because everyone's awesome. And, and I think sometimes we downplay that you have a journey and we try to be like someone else because this worked for them instead of being like, wait a second, this is me. I'm just going to do it. So yeah, that's one thing I know for sure. Well, you are a gift, my dear. Uh, it's been a blessing to have you in my life this last year plus a little bit over a year. And I look forward to so many more amazing things. So thank you so much for being here. And yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And until next time, everybody, be happy, be healthy, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today on a Better Way to Heal podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be forever grateful if you would take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review. I thank you for sharing this episode with someone else who needs to hear this information today. I look forward to meeting you here in each episode with great guests and useful information. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy.